Today's program is brought to you by Whole Foods Market, a dynamic leader in the quality food business, a mission-driven company that aims to set the standards of excellence for food retailers. For more information, visit WholeFoodsMarket.com. This is Mike Edison, host of Art Senses of Seizures. You're listening to the Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, please visit HeritageRadioNetwork.org for thousands more. Episode 138 of The Morning After. I'm Jesse Kiefer. I am Sarah Kamen. Sarah Kamen, in studio we have today Leo Schneeman. He's the wine director of the KGNY restaurant group, which includes the legendary Valse, Cafe Sabarski, Blauagons, and the new and improved upholstery store, Food and Wine, of which he is a co-owner. Yummy. Later in the show, we will test Leo's multiple choice talents with The Morning After quiz. Always a fun time for us. (laughs) <laughs> Not so sure about the uh, the guest, but uh, first, Siri, little food. News? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit, little bit right now. Some things happening around in the world. Today. Yeah, just a couple things percolating right now. And Leo, feel free to uh, to interject any thoughts or opinions about um, the food news. Will, our our will, intense food news in. often inspires uh, a lot of feelings, <laughs> strong feelings. Uh, and remember, facial expressions don't really translate on. <laughs> radio so not so much verbalize your disgust (laughs) uh first off in park slope close to home right Mm -hmm. here in brooklyn new york uh, a new cafe has arrived their name is nateria it's not animals right it's not actually it's it's a cafe that's based on nutella which is everyone's favorite chocolate hazelnut spread my favorite one too oh very good i I mean especially you're european (laughs) can you guys name another chocolate hazelnut spread Moving on. Uh, they were going to be called Nutelleria, but they changed their name because they are not, in fact, affiliated with Nutella in any way. They are just people who love Nutella and decided to open a cafe. So they changed the name. They called it Nateria. All of their food has Nutella in it. And in fact, the entire decor are a bunch of n- jars of Nutella. Sadly. Sounds very healthy. Yeah. And specific. Sadly, Ferrero, which is the company that makes Nutella is suing them because, in fact, they have no affiliation at all with Nutella and they've designed an entire cafe about Nutella. So they're being sued, um, I think, for trademark infringement. Ferrero is seeking monetary damages and another name change. Now, I don't know. I feel kind of conflicted about this one. I mean... It's not just their product. decor base shouldn't that shouldn't they shouldn't get sued because they've got like a bunch of Nutella in this in the in the space. No, right? I think it's because every single food item is based on Nutella and they're not actually it's like it's like going to the store and buying a bunch of Nutella and then selling it. So yeah, they, but shouldn't they be happy about it that somebody's but they're yeah, putting I mean, out the name for them? I can see that. I don't know. That's, I feel really conflicted about this one. I mean, I I am going to say they're they're not being that creative. No, I mean, if anything, maybe call it like hazelnutella or good one, H- hazel <laughs> hazelnut chocolate shop. You know, I mean, there's a lot of things that they could have, you know, they could have really brainstormed. I, I think know. that brainstorming session was like, they had two names and they're like, well, this one sounds even too much like Nutella, so we're going to go with the other one. I'm guessing these people are always high, so <laughs> not surprising there. I, I mean, I, 
I'm going to say I don't think that's going to go over well in Park Slope anyway. So they might as well get sued. <laughs> they might as well. Okay, moving on. Moving on. on. <laughs> okay, in Oklahoma this past week, a, a, a certain female suspect, a woman, held up a subway. Everyone's favorite sandwich artist we've, shop. We've had one about a guy holding up a subway recently, right? Uh, like, okay, of, that was like, like a while ago. ago. I don't, really I don't remember anymore. This was a lady, a lady robber. Um, she held up the subway in Oklahoma at gunpoint. And she demanded all the cash, but before she left, she tipped the worker a dollar, which is really nice. From their own money? I think, yeah. Well, no, from her, from her pocket. And she said, this is for you, to the worker. Like, you, you were such an accommodating you. host while I robbed your subway. But then the really crazy thing is she came back three days later and robbed them again and didn't tip. Oh, what a bitch. I know. It's just... Like, if you're going to, the moral of the story is if you're going to rob a subway, you should tip. And then if you did it, you should do it again. I mean, you know, when this happens to me at coffee shops, not that I rob them, but, um, you know, when you, you go in and you're like, okay, what what do I tip for? Do I tip for a drip coffee? Do I tip for a latte? And she was probably like, okay, I'm going to tip this one time and they're going to remember that I tipped that time. So then I, then I won't have to do it again. Yeah. Do you ever have that? feelings area or do you just tip always no sometimes i don't have any cash and then i feel really bad because it's like last time i was in there i tipped like i don't want to get a reputation as a non-tipper and then i just feel bad being like oh, i don't have any cash this time it's i mean it's it's a kind of a political move there what, what do you think leo do you, do you tip at the coffee shop I or at the tip. subway that you rob yeah yeah, yeah. usually subways i rob yeah <laughs> yeah and I, so sort of like the worst thing about this story is that the worker didn't get to keep her one dollar tip because it was confiscated <laughs> as evidence <laughs> wah, wah. okay i hope she went out and got a new job that worker not the robber yeah i agree i and i hope the robber did too get also did get a new <laughs> job. Get a job yeah good point good yeah. point sorry thank you okay so finally i don't know if you guys have heard about this but um Jack White of the White Stripes has been involved in something they're calling, I believe it's Guacamole Gate is the official title. What's that? Uh, well, I, I will tell you, Leo. Thank you for asking. <laughs> he, Speaking of Oklahoma, he was invited to play at Oklahoma University and his writer was published online, I think, or like in the Oklahoma University newspaper. And apparently he specified his writer includes he needs a very specific recipe for fresh homemade guacamole. And his writer includes the recipe which apparently is a very chunky version of guacamole. Um, he also demands four bottles of fresh juice smoothies, one pound of freshly sliced high-quality prosciutto and aged salami with a fresh knife. So Oklahoma University has a policy where if someone demands to see, I guess, a writer in this case, or they want to understand like where all their money is going to, that it has to be published. So this is why it ended up being published, because the students have a right to know like if part of their tuition is going to pay for a douche. Yeah. Musicians I mean, like jerk. specific requests. Um, and then everyone has been making fun of Jack White because he, he demands guacamole in his writer. I mean, come on, you, you are a rock star. Yeah. And, and then you like, become like a, like a, you know, like a, I don't know, like a, yeah, I know. And it's complaining like a, it's like a diva college. Kind of thing. It's so silly. And his, his agency is really upset and they think that, you know, the university has been really inhospitable. But it's like, if you're going to have a writer with such juicy things, you kind of got to own it. Like, don't be pissed when it's published, because that's on you, bro. Did And they gave it to him? It's in his writer. Like, so he won't do it unless 
Like exactly. some poor person has to make his chunky guacamole. Uh-huh. Like, what do you think the guacamole situation or the avocado situation in general in Oklahoma is? Not fresh. <laughs> Not fresh. Like, I'm sure they were like, oh, we can't just go to the Trader Joe's and get some already guacamole stuff. I don't know. I mean, I saw the recipe. It's very detailed. We should try that on the morning after one of these days. I mean, I, I mean, like I guacamole. Love, I love, I love, love, love a good chunky guac. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I mean, that would probably be in my writer, too. I mean, I'm really not mad about it. <laughs> I just, I think the that pr- for me, the prosciutto and aged salami seems a little bit excessive. I, and the four bottles of fresh juice smoothies. I mean, I think there's a time and a place to demand ridiculous things like this. I and don't it's think guac is ridiculous. Just demanding things in general. And it's not like at a college campus. No, I just think like if you had, if you demand guacamole, that's fine. I think it's like a little annoying to demand a certain recipe. Like, yes. I would just be like, oh, Chipotle. Like everybody has Chipotle. <laughs> That's where you get your guacamole? No, if I was a rock star. Oh, you would just have Chipotle. Yeah, I just have Chipotle. Oh, cool. <laughs> I can't wait to see your writer. Let's write writers for the next show. Good idea. Okay. okay. All right. Any more news for us? No. Nope. I mean, I think that was a solid roundup. Thanks, man. All right. <laughs> We're going to take a break here on the morning after. We're going to come back with Leo Schneeman, the wine director for the KGNY restaurant group. This is the morning after. You are listening to Cool Boy by Sleepies. Today's program has been brought to you by Whole Foods Market. Are you a locavore? Our Northeast Regional Forager for Whole Foods Market sure is. She spends her time traveling around the New York City metro area sourcing the best new or interesting artisanal and handcrafted local products for our purchasing teams at the local store level. Part of our commitment to our local suppliers includes assisting them with the process of getting their products sold at our stores. Whether it's suggesting packaging designs, pricing, or distribution methods, she's helping some of the area's best new products reach savvy shoppers at Whole Foods Market stores. Today, New York. Tomorrow, the world. For more information, visit WholeFoodsMarket.com. Hi, I'm Reggie Watts, and you're listening to HeritageRadioNetwork.org. And we're back here on The Morning After. In the studio today, Leo Schneeman. He is basically the gentleman to go to for anything German and Austrian wine related. He's the wine director of the KGNY restaurant group, which includes Valse, Cafe Zabarski, Blaugans, and the new and improved upholstery store, Food and Wine, of which he's a co-owner, which just opened last week, right, Leo? Yeah, last week we opened. So how are you feeling? I'm feeling very well. I'm ha- very happy to be here with you guys. Well, it's wonderful to have you here. <laughs> We're very happy you're here. <laughs> I think we love to get things started off on just like a basic note. Um, you know, I know you're from Austria. I mean, unless that accent's Queens That's or something true. like that. <laughs> but I don't spend a lot of time in Queens, but... Little Austria. Um, what... I mean, I don't think that just because you're Austrian means you're into wine. What, what, kind, of, what kind of brought you into this world? Oh, that was... Uh, it was totally... 
nobody actually thought about that. My, my, my father used to work for Volkswagen for 45 years, and uh, my mom I was a stay-at-home mom. And uh, I just, we had this open houses where we could look at schools, and uh, I went to this hospitality school, and uh, I went to many schools to look at, but at the hospitality school, I liked it a lot, and so my decision was to go into uh, hospitality first. Mm -hmm. And then uh, after graduating, I did a three-year program. After graduating, I... Uh, I started a job which was very wine-driven outside of Vienna, mm -hmm. and that's where the whole thing actually actually started. Yeah. And so when you came to New York, uh, when did you get to New York? I came to New York in 08. So when you came to New York, what was the kind of Austrian-German wine scene um, in restaurants? Well, the Austrian-German wine scene in, in restaurants, I think, is, is still on the smaller side, but mm -hmm. I think a lot of restaurants picked up on it. Uh, I'm uh, I seeing more and more products out uh, especially German ones which are in a very high-end level I think the German wine market has still a better position than the Austrian wine market but there's a lot of Austrian wine uh, coming coming to the States very good one I, uh, I yeah I see it I see it well so varietally speaking when we say Austrian wine what are what are kind of the, the basic grapes well uh, you know, you know well, but as I, well as but I do. I do know, but but that doesn't mean that that everyone out there, all the billions of listeners, know. Well, I don't the, know. It's the Grüner, the Grüner Veltliner, which oh, I know that one. which has got to be probably the most popular. It's for sure the most popular, yeah. And then uh, on the red one side, we have uh, the Zweigel and the Blaufränkisch, which uh, are not as well known, but I think uh, especially the Blaufränkisch is uh, coming more and more, especially here in in in, in the New York area. Uh, as I as I can feel or as I feel or as I can see on the menus. Well, no, I feel like one thing we forgot is Riesling. Riesling, yeah. But Riesling is also, I would associate Riesling more with Germany than with Austria, which is uh, maybe I've, I totally forgot the Riesling uh, to mention also for an Austrian. But yeah, absolutely. I mean, I have a few wines with us. We, we're all uh, sipping on it here. Uh, and uh, I have Be also... Be jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I have a... Uh, I have uh, I brought a Neuburger in, <clears throat> which is our edition at Walse. We're doing this uh, project together since three years with uh, Johann Donnerbaum, uh, a winemaker in the Wacher Valley. And then I brought in uh, a Riesling, a Schatzhofner Burger, a single vineyard from, from Volksheim, uh, Roman Niewodnitschanski's uh, winery, uh, which is uh, a winery which goes back many, many years, or many of hundred years. And uh, we will come to, to the story about this wine later. And then I brought... Since uh, we always uh, always forget about the Alsatians, I brought an Alsa Alsatian Riesling too. With me, a Grand Cru from the winery Albert Mann, the Schlossberg. So yeah. No, I mean I, I think all of those need to be represented, and I'm sure they all are on on all of the wine lists. And now with the new upholstery store, you are kind of branching out into other countries, correct? Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. We also. Uh, uh, have a, a very international list at Walsi. Uh I, I mean, of course, our focus is still on Austria and Germany, mm -hmm. but there's, I'm sorry, there's um, there's uh, Fra uh, stuff from France on, there's it Italian stuff on. Uh, I think it is very important to give, to have a focus, but I think it's very important too to give, to give people what they actually want. You know, when they go out on a on a regular a random Wednesday night and they don't want to have a Riesling or they want to have a Chenin Blanc, then you have to have a Chenin Blanc on your list. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I totally understand that. Um, you know, working at Terroir, we often make people drink things that they didn't think they wanted. Yeah. Do you, 
have you, I guess, originally did you find that to be difficult and then you decided to kind of introduce more international wines or um, you just felt like, let's just give the people what they want immediately? No, but I think it's, it's, I think it shouldn't be always the same what you give, you know. And uh, the, the, the company is standing strong and, and since 15 years, you know. I mean, people know us. And I think you should branch out over the years to different countries, to different varietals. I think that makes it, makes it more fun, you know. And then you still, you always can come back to the, to the product which you offer anyway, you know. So upholstery store um, is like the 2.0 version. There used to be another version of this wine bar yeah and now you guys have you closed that down and closed it down. it's we down the block from Valse, yeah. right we broke some walls through we put an open kitchen in there uh we have a, a, a beautiful wine cellar downstairs which uh, is accessible for everybody um we have an international list we're playing around with uh, sherry by the gas and we're playing around with meat right now i think it's a big part of our of this new wave what people want to try right now um, cider, local New York State ciders are on the menu by the glass, and um, yeah, it has been fun. It has been a lot of fun the last last week, or last ten days. I read on Eater that upholstery store food and wine, the new version, is today's Austria, as opposed to more of like the antiquated classical Austria that I guess. I don't know. And would you I think Blauagans that kind of what people expect? I think Blauagans is very cool. To be honest with you, with all cool. these art posters and mm-hmm. the decor, uh, it is just it is Wh- different and it's. What new. does that What does that mean, though? I mean, from I I think of Sound of Music when I think of Austria. What What uh, is the well, difference? Well, then it's different, definitely. Okay. Modern version of <laughs> Enlighten me. No, uh, we what we took is uh, we had we had. Uh, Eric was our, our architect, and he he two one two box they have. They helped us, but the project was so much fun because we all put in our influences. Uh, if it was Kurt, if it was me, my girlfriend Christina. Uh, so I think that something there was something coming out of it, which is a version of of a very elegant diner, you know, in with white with white ceilings with uh, with gray columns you have 1950 Cadillac blue uh, uh, banquettes in there white marble tables which remember you in a coffee house in Vienna uh, yeah it is it is it is a modern version but I wouldn't I wouldn't say only from Austria it's a modern version of, of a lot of things hmm. yeah the addition of food and wine um, to the end of a upholstery store that seems important to me that's that seems, seems like that's there for a reason seems important for us too because the upholstery store before didn't have any food so they had the, cheese right like yeah, they had cheese yeah, yeah but what we're offering now is uh, uh these oyster dishes with uh, uni uni cream and uh, uh, uh pickled celery what time are you open till tonight <laughs> Twelve thirty every day uh <laughs> should we go there after absolutely <laughs> uh so we have four different kind of oysters with cucumber and mint, with uh, passion fruit and seaweed. Then you have the, the regular oysters on, and but you have also this uh, these vegetable dishes, which uh, our chef Matthew uh, does very very well with uh, red beet, carrot, uh, celery, uh, raspberry vinegar, and uh, we have um, dishes on with uh, the brook trout is on with green spinach and, and parsley potatoes and almonds, and then uh, another really nice one is the smelt which is basically a freshwater sardine with uh, uh, different kind of peppers and rice noodles. So there's a, 
It's it's on the lighter side the menu. It's uh, definitely fish and shellfish driven with the lobster roll, with the cha- uh, with the crab claws and everything. Uh, uh, but it is uh, yeah, it is a uh, full open kitchen. Yeah. I, as someone who has worked in a place that was called Wine Bar, I think we felt that 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 didn't limit us, but it limited what people thought of us. So people would say, "Oh, well, I can't go there for dinner." Did you guys think about that? In I think. The new I, naming? I think if you put out a beautiful product, people will recognize that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. In, I, I think it, and I believe it doesn't matter in what way it is. If it's good wine, good food, good good design, elegant design, I think people will rec- recognize that. But I have, I, I, I know where you're coming from with the, oh, it's a wine bar. We don't, we go for a drink before, but we go and we go for a drink after dinner. Uh, luckily, we didn't have that. So far, people were really into dining. Uh, so we were, yeah, I, I, I think it's going very strongly for the first 10 days. With the, um, with KGNY, what do you feel like has been the, um, I guess, the, the driving force to the success of, of the group? What have you, um, what do you, what do you feel like you guys have that other groups that don't do so well have? I think we have all four places, what, uh, what Kurt and me on, and all these other people, what we what we are doing together, is uh, we have beautiful and elegant settings, which sets us apart from the, from other uh, other restaurants. I don't want to say that they are, not, but they are very different in a unique style. And uh, I think it was always very very food and wine driven. It was uh, uh, I mean Valls is open now since fifteen years, and uh, uh, it's 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 very well known. It's a high end restaurant. Um, I think the combination it was. We have Walzer here, the fine dining. We have Café Sabaski on the Upper East Side, which is a Viennese cafe. Blaugans came as a, as the rustic Wirtshaus slash bistro, how we call it. And now we have a, a, a place which is based on, on, on oysters and fish and shellfish. I think there's, enough, there's no copying into any other places. Every, every place has its own uniqueness. And every place fits into its own neighborhood, mm. you know. I agree. I mean, I think new concepts are are really what drive yeah. groups forward. Yeah. Um, I want to know, as far as you know, you coming from Austria to New York, is there anything that you really wanted to do in the restaurant that you feel like the U.S. market has pushed up against? I I see it as a positive side that I came from Europe to New York. To be mm-hmm. honest with you. Uh, uh, I saw so much the last seven years, which I'm uh, grateful of, uh, and I learned so much the last seven years, which I'm also grateful of. Um, I think the New York market is very competitive, and I think that's the most fun part on it, you know, because you always have to be on top of your game, and you always have to come up with something new, new ideas, or what can we do to to make uh, all of the groups which we need to, need in, in a restaurant happy. So you brought some wine for us, which Sari and I are not complaining about. Nope. <laughs> and I want to know, I mean, is, did, you, did you choose these because they are specifically representative of what you're serving at, at all the joints or at specifically upholstery? No, um, they are uh, for all the joints. <laughs> Just to uh, go in. Uh, we, I brought some wines, which, uh, which we have on the menu. The Alpenmann, for example, we have on the menu at uh, Sabaski. The Neuburger, the Walzer edition, what we're doing with Johan uh, Donovan together. Um, I'm always looking. 
I'm I'm not I'm not a geek who is looking only for certain kind of varietals which nobody has, but I think you should showcase varieties which are not as well appreciated than others and give them a little platform and I'm very much in love with uh, Neuburger because it has a lower acidity uh, acidity level acidity structure and it has its nutty, it, it has it, its nuttiness it around body uh, yeah you will have you will get that by the glass on our list and also very soon at the upholstery store um, and then I brought something very interesting uh, German Riesling uh, from the winery from Volksheim, <laughs> uh, which is uh, no one associates German and Riesling ever, <laughs> ever, ever. Which is, uh, I think, on the on the point. I mean, uh, what Roman is doing, it's 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 so beautiful, so straightforward, so clean. Uh, yeah, and then the the Albert Mann is the I think it's the contrapart on 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 the from Volksheim. It has more heaviness. It's heavier. It's uh, it's yeah. It's also on the palate heavier. Do you? Could you maybe, like... People always group these together. They group Austria, Germany, and, and Alsace together. You know, stylistically, if we're thinking one variety, which I'm going to pick Riesling, um, you know, how do you differentiate between them? If, if someone's going to your list, obviously they'd be asking you or asking some of your staff, but if they wanted to just kind of take a look at the list and be like, where do I choose from? Do I choose a Riesling from Austria? Do I choose a Riesling from Germany? Do I choose a Riesling from, from Alsace? But I think to... I mean, we always, and we, in, in our business, we have to hear people out what they really like. And if they say they want to have something on the fresher side, very straightforward, my first point would always be go to Germany. If they want to have something on the heavier side with more petrol, it's typically to, uh, to Alsace. And then I think the, the in-between Riesling, uh, uh, which is very nice because it's, it, it's open to a broader market, would be then the Austrian. With the sherry that you're doing on upholstery, is that specifically because you feel like that style of wine will go with food, or is it something that you just want to play around with? No, uh, that style of wine goes very well with food, but it, I think it's very forgotten. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I like Oloroso sherry so much, with this certain kind of uh, little sweet hint in the, in the back. It goes so well with this oysters with uni and the uni cream, and that's where I say, okay, now you can make customer happy because you have the perfect combination and uh, uh, that's why that's why uh, I, I did decide or we did decide to put this on the menu and uh, it's selling it's selling better than I actually expected what would you get if you were to dine at upholstery which <laughs> I imagine has probably happened everything <laughs> <laughs> no but I mean if you're looking for something kind of casual but you're looking for a meal like what's what's your ideal way to create a meal there well, what would you get I would either do, uh, I would for sure do the, the oysters, and then uh, I would either do the as a cold snack. I would do the the lobster roll or the winter winter uh, vegetable medley, which is with raspberry vinegar, and on the on the hot side, I would do the venison, mm-hmm. venison with uh, with mushrooms and pickled blueberries. Wow! Yeah, it's nice. It does sound nice. Now you're thinking about happy things. I want to ask you about. Um, I mean, you obviously just opened up the space. What challenges did you guys run into? Because it it took about a year, correct? Yeah, but it's uh, New York City. You know, there's a lot of permits. Sure, to, to hold sure. It. I mean, was there was there anything that you thought you guys were going to do and then just just couldn't make happen? No, no. Only, the only only thing which we couldn't make happen was the opening date, which we were planned on doing uh, in September last year. That's, nobody gets but, there. But uh, yeah, I think that 
that's not a big deal um, and uh, not really worth talking about because <laughs> everything is delayed. It just happens. Yeah. yeah. So, but as being now an, a, a co-owner, you know, what other feelings are you feeling? I mean, I guess you're probably, as a beverage director, you're, you're, you're invested, but how do you feel different now as, as a co-owner? It is uh, uh, very much uh, different of the way how you look at the product. I mean, you look at the product very carefully already when you when you take a job like this, but uh, you look at every invoice. You you literally go through everything just to make sure that nothing goes out in a in a different direction or in in, in a direction which you shouldn't go. Uh, yeah, it has been it has been very exciting. It's it's a it's a different it's a different thing than the the, the usual job that you have to do. I mean, I I can't wait to go, and I'm so excited. And yeah, I, please, I, I mean, very much hoping you. you know to I check this out. Soon. You will, <laughs> and I know I know it's going to do well. And I can't wait to give you the morning after quiz after <laughs> we take a break in a second. But the, uh, the give me the address of, of upholstery. It's a seven thirteen Washington Street. So upholstery store, uh, seven thirteen yeah, Washington Street. Open every day from four thirty on until twelve thirty kitchen. So is there a website? Even, yeah, it's KG. Uh, dash ny.com and uh, yeah you can even come late night for dinner great and you can find all the restaurants on that website yes absolutely well Leo thank you so much for uh, for joining us on the morning after thank you we're going to take a break here you are listening to Weird Wild World by the Sleepies Brandon Hoy, co-owner of Roberta's, and you're listening to HeritageRadioNetwork.org. We're back here on the morning after. I'm Jesse Kiefer. I am Sarah Kamen. It is the the later part of our show in which we like to not make guests feel, you know, 
stupid, but, but you, we but give the multiple choice qu- quiz called stupid. Yeah, the morning after quiz, which is stupid, but you know, still nobody's gotten it right in at least like twenty episodes. So it's not that any of you are stupid; it's that you're all stupid. <laughs> Thank you, Sari. Yeah. So, um, so Leo, you run the beverage program at, at Valse, uh, among other restaurants, but specifically at Valse in the West Village. But what do you know about Wally. Okay, so this this makes more sense when you look at how Valse is spelled. It's W A L L S E, and uh, Wally the the animated film. Have you seen this movie? No, it's about okay. a robot. <laughs> about a robot is spelled W A L L dash E. So it's just like missing the S, but that's where like the dash is. It's a silent S, I think. Um, so yeah, Valsi. No, okay, no. Just go <laughs> with right, us right. here. But just go with us. So it is the animated film that follows a robot named Wally who is designed to clean Wally. up an abandoned waste-covered Earth very, very far, far in the future. Wally. Prepare for the morning after quiz. I'm ready. You ready? Okay, so <laughs> three questions, all multiple choice. Go. Go. Question one. How far in the future does Wally take place? Is it A, 2015? Because remember, this was a few years ago. 2015 could be a wasteland, garbage-covered place. Anyway, um, question B, or sorry, letter B, <laughs> three, <laughs> year 3001, or letter C, 2805. 2805 is the year. Maybe repeat the options. No, no, no. It's okay. 2805. It is, yes. <laughs> See? Well done. Well done. Damn it. I think, I think that you've got a little birdie. I, I, right I looked now. at her face. <laughs> when she My face? No, at hers. When she oh, oh, right. All right, all right. Poker face. Poker face. It's, <laughs> okay, poker it's face. because I've been on a plane for like 15 hours. Yeah. So I can't handle this. All right. <laughs> Question two. Are you ready? Wally falls in love with another robot named Eve, spelled E-V-E. What does her her name, I mean, because how does he know it's a girl robot? Has a boy, how is one a boy robot? How is one a girl robot? I don't really know. How does so, anyone know? Yeah, nobody knows. So, uh, yeah, what does her name stand for? Is it A, Eve, extraterrestrial verbal evaluator? <laughs> is it B, extraterrestrial vegetation evalu- evaluator? Or is it C, extraterrestrial veterinarian evaluator? B. B veget- yeah, vegetation evaluator. Wow. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> what? You're just nailing that. You've what, never seen this movie? What is happening if I... If I- Will I be the first one if I if I if I? You get will, old? yeah. What do I get? I you mean, get, it must be a prize. We'll talk right? about that yeah, later. Yeah, <laughs> You get to take us to upholstery. <laughs> oh, that's a good deal. That's a very good deal. <laughs> I like that idea. Okay, hey, everybody wins. All right, final question for all the marbles: When Wally and Eve find themselves on the spaceship that has rescued all humans from the garbage-filled wasteland they created, what has happened to the surviving human race? So these humans have been on this. Yeah. You know, this spaceship for for hundreds of years, or I guess something like that. They either A, are all beige, hairless, and look exactly the same. B, they are morbidly obese baby-like beings who cannot walk. Or C, they are jello-like blobs who speak in inaudible gibberish. That's hard. <laughs> it's C. C, they are jello-like blobs that speak in inaudible gibberish. No! Ah, so close! 
and I wanted to invite all of you to host uh, <laughs> But I'm so sorry you're not allowed to. But it's actually the well, same prize if you lose. You know, it, no, 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 it's actually be they're all just morbidly obese baby-like, like fetus-like things, but that look like humans, but they just like ride around in carts. They can't yeah. walk. And um, but I will tell you that the original concept was for them to be jello-like blobs who speak in an audible gibberish. So basically, so. I have it right. No, <laughs> but it was in the mind of the creator, and um, you know he he probably would have appreciated you in that uh, testing audience or whatever. You did a really good job. Thank you, guys. Leo Schneeman, wine director, the KGNY Restaurant Group, Valse Cafe Zabarski, Blauagans, and the new upholstery store, Food and Wine. Thank you so much for being on the morning after. Thank you. Thank you for being here. It was, a, it was my pleasure. <laughs> now, this is the moment where I ask, um, you know, if you have any social media stuff, like I, Twitter, like Instagram, like, um, I don't, I don't have know. Instagram, but you have a beautiful, uh, uh, everybody should follow me on, on Upholstery Store in their Instagram. I do have Twitter, but I, I, I use it. I don't use it frequently. Yeah, I'm not, a, I'm not a big social media guy. <laughs> but what's the upholstery one? It's uh, a upholstery store, food and wine. Uh, Instagram, yes. All right, cool. Yeah. Sari, till next week. I look forward to it. This is the morning after on heritageradionetwork.org. Thanks for listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore radio. You can email us questions anytime at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a 501c3 nonprofit. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening. <laughs>